Hey, great morning, mortgage lending, real estate community, as Zig Ziglar would say. Welcome to Terrific Tuesday. There we go, nine o'clock in the morning on the west, 12 on the east. And speaking of the east, we have my good friend, Jonathan Roach, CEO and founder of Breakthrough Health and Wellness, a familiar, familiar face at Sales Mastery. He is changing the lives physically of literally thousands of our clients. It's awesome, Jonathan, welcome. Fired up to be here. Thanks for having me on, Todd. So tell us what uh, the East Coast is like today. Well, it's beautiful and sunny. And I think most importantly for all the viewers at home, whether it's sunny or cloudy, what we're really going to talk about today is nailing that key decision each morning to set the tone for the day. We do that. doesn't matter what's going on in your external world. We're internally lit up and then we can get after it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got to uh, our office this morning, which is still officially closed down and uh, I got this uh, email from you and it was these 21 key habits to thrive in the coronavirus cut you call it the CV Ironman guide and uh, let everybody know how many Ironmans have you run how many Boston marathons have you run talk to us about peak performance Jonathan Roach yeah I, well, I think the most important thing to identify is this is an endurance event none of us signed up for it we're all being forced to participate some people maybe thought it was a 5K or a 10K, you know, during those first couple of weeks. And then it's been emotionally, physically, spiritually exhausting as people have kind of gotten the memo on, wait a minute, we don't see the finish line. This thing's moving on. So for me, I've been blessed. The CD Ironman, which is the name I give it, that this is my 40th endurance event. So I've done, I've done 11, actually 12 Ironman triathlons. I've done three Boston to New York AIDS rides, which is 300 miles in three days, which I did on a mountain bike, which we won't get into. That was brilliant. And then I've done 24 straight Boston marathons, soon to be 25. So this is my 40th go round. I'm 39 for 39 on starting. I've made every possible mistake. So the point of the CB Ironman guide was, what are the, the minds we want to avoid? What are the things that can take us out? So... We want to identify those and then really work on those as our vehicles to thrive in the midst of the chaos. I mean, I can feel your energy the second we got on before. That's why people follow you. The key for all of this is we get to choose how we're going to show up. We get to choose how we're going to lead. And we've all heard this, but this is the greatest leadership window of our lives. Yeah. We will not have another one. We will be defined by this. And I don't mean from an ego standpoint. I just mean who are we going to lead? How are we going to lead them? How is our family going to finish this thing? Are they, are they going to crawl to the finish line? Or are we going to take them, even if we'd be on our back, and get through this thing so we can all finish the race better than we started? Because that's one of my objectives whenever I do an endurance event, which is, yeah, I want to perform at a high level. But really, what I'm really after is, is the person who finishes a better father, a better spouse, a better leader, a better CEO, a better coach. Than the one who started and that's the opportunity for everyone watching right now no it's all it is awesome and i think uh everybody watching jonathan you know worldwide fitness expert he's uh, been at mastery for five years and helping people be in peak performance state of mind i'm talking to coaching clients uh, of high trust every single day and i'm surprised if not maybe three or four out of five are mentioning uh, you, Jonathan Roach, helping them really get their head on straight in terms of the health and wellness piece of the business. As you and I were commenting at the the, the front end when we were off uh, live stream, you were talking about the the idea that the mortgage business right now is just you know it's it's lights out, right? I mean we are 
we got more volume than we could have ever imagined. And we've got a layer of COVID on top of that, which unleashes all kinds of pressures mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And, um, and yet it is, isn't it? One step at a time. I mean, in the most simplistic way, health and wellness is one step at a time. It's a, it's a commitment. You talk about this idea that, that all greatness is birthed in the decision to listen to your positive voice. Um, I don't know that everybody in the midst of lockdown, and even though we saw some release this past weekend on Memorial Day, uh, I don't know if it's going to stay. I don't know if it's going to go. And all we know for certain is that we one day will get through this. When? Don't know. But the positive voice, the mindset, talk about that before we unpack some of these other ideas. Yeah, I think, you know, the idea is we all have two internal voices. We have the negative voice that wants to whine about the health situation or your boss is being crazy right now, she's freaky stressed or there's too much business, the underwriters are too slow or your negative voice wants to spend the day focusing on the problems and everything that's wrong. But your positive voice wants to be fired up about everything that's going right. And, and to be honest, our first world problems, that's what I describe them to, to my two sons who are 10 and 12. I go, guys, these are first world problems. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges, we have first world problems. But that's a choice that's created each morning by choosing your positive voice and being intentional before your feet even hit the ground. I know I've talked about this in sales mastery, but repetition is key to thriving, which is making that choice before your feet hit the ground that you're going to be intentional and purposeful about listening to your positive voice. Because yeah. here's something, you know this, Todd, from the people that you've had on, on the show here and just in general throughout your career because you're one of them, which is world-class people execute. You could, I, what I like to say is I could drop you in the woods in North Dakota and you would figure it out. You go, no, no, what about food? Don't worry about it. Just drop him in the woods. We'll see him when he gets back. And here's the interesting thing. Todd would come out of the woods, as would my high-level coaching clients, and they would have just figured it out because they listen to their positive voice and they're saying, what a growth opportunity. This is nuts. You drop no. me in the middle of the woods in North Dakota. How am I going to get through this thing? Or wait a minute, we've never had this pandemic before. What a growth opportunity. What a leadership moment to elevate and hit that next level of leadership, which I call extreme leadership, which is right now, I'm somewhat off topic. It all relates to that positive voice though, Todd, which is right now, this isn't a normal leadership window. In, in a normal environment, people observe the leaders. But when things are highly stressed and incredibly disruptive, leaders are studied. An example is if we're on a plane and it starts taking on turbulence, the first thing you do is check the seatbelt. The second thing you do is find a flight attendant and figure out what her or his vibe is because they're kind of the leader. If she's freaking out, you're freaking out. If she's having a conversation about the woman in front of you's grandchild, you take that on. So right now we want to embrace the fact that as leaders we're being studied and you can't fake the right vibe. You have to earn it when the lights are off. You have to earn it by getting up early, by nailing your workouts, by staying hydrated, by limiting your alcohol consumption. And if you fuel that excellence when the lights are off, then when the lights come on, it's go time. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody watching, this is this sounds super familiar. And the reason why it is familiar is because this is the habit of peak performance, right? It's like every morning you awaken and you literally choose your mindset for the day. And I believe the mindset is formulated in the first 
five to 10 minutes of you entering the day, whatever your morning routine is. I'm not even talking about before you work out. I'm talking about what do you do between getting out of bed and, you know, getting the water or getting the coffee. What do you do before the lights go on? What do you do? You know, this morning for me, what do you do before the sun comes up, you know, to decide your attitude and to choose that attitude. And, you know, I'm reminded of this because we're, uh, we're in the middle of, of uh, releasing this Connect product. And I was doing some studying over the weekend with uh, Martin Seligman. And Martin Seligman is an expert in the area of happiness. And he is uh, the chief kind of data officer for the University of Pittsburgh. And the whole idea of having an unfair competitive advantage in the marketplace, in life, is when you choose the optimism mindset. And I'm not talking about just slapping on a fake like costume. I'm positive if you don't believe it. You gotta really dig deep and ask yourself, you know, I'm in the midst of COVID. I'm in the midst of stuff I don't know. I'm in the midst of lockdown. I'm in the midst of more files than I've ever had to juggle. I'm in the midst, I'm in the, okay, so what? So is everybody. So what Seligman says is if you choose happiness and you choose positivity, you outperform the norm by over 45%. And Jonathan, I think that's what you're talking about. What happens during the day when the positive mindset gets challenged? Because I know you talk about focus on your controllables. Unpack that for us. Yeah, well, I think you just identified. It's one thing to launch the day and say, all right, I'm going to listen to my positive voice. Let's get after this. But you want to do periodic check-ins throughout the day on am I listening to my positive voice? Which the irony of it is your negative voice will roll her his eyes and say, what are you, like 10? What do you mean, check-ins? That's what world-class people do. They systematize excellence. That's why, you know, if you look at Todd's coaching program, it's systematized. His coaches don't get on and go, hey, Susie, what's going on? Yeah, they'll catch up a little bit, but then it's go time. Are you working the principles that are proven to execute and thrive? And so if you think about it, it's incredibly simple, but daily check-ins multiple times throughout the day. Am I listening to my positive voice? Am I having an attitude of gratitude, which those two go together. When you have an attitude of gratitude, you are in this hyper state of, wow, am I blessed? Like, yeah, there's a ton of uh, applications or I can't believe it processing slowed up. Yeah, I know. That is awesome. That is a gratitude opportunity. And when we check in throughout the day on, am I listening to my positive voice? And the second key I'll mention, though, is it's imperative to consume positive content. World-class leaders don't bump into excellence. They orchestrate it, and a key component of that is exercise and also is structured positive content consumption, like Coffee with Todd. Like, what are you consuming on a continual structured basis to elevate your game? Because you nail your morning workout. Todd knows this. He gets on it, gets up, he's on Peloton, he's doing his deal. He's on fire, right? It's 9 a.m. or it's 7 a.m. probably for him. And then as the day goes on, the clients are calling, the team members are calling, something else going on, and the bucket's getting diminished. So what world-class people do is they're in this perpetual state of guarding their bucket. Same thing. It's an endurance. I mean, I do this in Ironman. I do it in the Boston Marathon, which is, all right, am I, am I dialed in right now? If I am not, what do I need? And for all of you as leaders, is it, is it water? Is it positive content? Is it a workout? Is it a quick like jolting of what do I have to be grateful for? And if you do that periodically throughout the day, you can maintain a level of energy and optimism so that you don't get to the end of the day and try to play the whole like, there's a lot going on in the, I know, honey, I'm, I'm really exhausted or I'm irritable, but we're killing it. Did you see what you know, our March Jekyll hit this month? That's all good. But we want to save the good stuff 
the most important team, which is the home team. And you yeah, I think I think what's interesting is when we look at our coaching members, and I know you know this as well, being a, a coach, but when we look at our high trust coaching members, what they have learned about what you just said is they are checking in about every 45 to 50 minutes to make sure that those things are still on track. What's my mindset? What's the challenge of the last hour? What's the gift of the last hour? What am I grateful for the last hour? What am I going to do the next hour to produce goodness and wellness and gratitude? And it is a constant vigilance because you know as well as I do, Jonathan, if you don't put the guard up, the world will cave in on you. There's way too much stuff that can get you messed up, which is why I think one thing you can control, Chuck Swindoll said this for years. He said, you know, 90% of life is what happens to, 10% of life is what happens to you. 90% is how you react to it. And I think that's the, the idea behind this controllables and this positive mindset. Because if you don't have that check-in, you can get all the way till three or four o'clock in the afternoon and be just filleted, right? Yeah. The other thing too, Todd, and you know this, which is the higher up you get in an organization, the more pulls on your time because they want you to solve the problems. They want to run the idea past you. And if you're not guarded about that, then everyone's pulling and then the bucket's getting diminished and you don't realize it. But what the world-class people know, Todd knows this, he's one of them, and a lot of my coaching clients, is you don't have to peak all day. You just want, when, when it's game time, when your team needs a three-pointer, you better be ready. Or if you're going to be on you know, a call and have opportunity to serve with people, it's game time. It's not, well, I think that thing with Todd's coming up. It's like, no, no, that's game time. And so the question is, what are your big moments during the day? And can you intelligently structure your energy? There's a, there's a small little tip there, which is world-class people manage their energy. They don't manage their time. And if you manage your energy correctly, you can peak at these pivotal moments. And then your life, personally and professionally, becomes a quality play, not a quantity play. People think it's a grind. Oh, no, I got a grind right now. There's all this stuff in the mortgage industry. There's all these opportunities. That's true. But what would happen if you just went to, what are your superpowers? How do I delegate from there? And that whole thing, we could unpack that for hours and long time-wise, is that's a product of your vibe, of your positivity. You have the courage to delegate. You have the courage to say no to the call. You have the courage to fire the, the whiny client who's, it's the third go-round, they're trying to refinance and you realize they're a train wreck. That's, a, that's an earned state from your habits. You know what? It's so powerful. You just mentioned the word courage five times in like 17 seconds. And here's what everybody, <laughs> I mean, here's what everybody needs to understand. You can't claim courage. You have to earn courage. And the best way to earn courage is to be courageous. You know, the, 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 the idea that greatness begins with a single step is so true around you got to every once in a while step up and step in and make a courageous choice. And when you make a courageous choice, like saying no to a client or saying yes to an investment with a, an assistant, when you make that courageous decision, what it does in the human body and spirit and DNA is it births, births more courage. And if you don't initiate courage, then you get over overweighed by conflict and that whole kind of should I, am I good enough, that whole kind of thing. And so while this attitude thing is a soft skill, it's the most important skill that there is in that positive voice and man control what you can control. Well, I was telling Jonathan offline, we were, well, Deb and I are watching this 
this uh, educational um, kind of deal right now, and and it's uh, with a masterclass. And this guy said, he said, what you have to do is you have to act and let everybody else react. And I think far too often we are consumed with dealing with how we react versus how we act. And there's a difference. There's a real difference. So what do you what do you think about the idea of being super busy right now in the mortgage space? Life is super busy. It, it's made to feel busier because of COVID and not having certainty around that. And this idea of pacing. Pacing is a very, very important concept, I imagine, to conditioning coaches like yourself and athletes like yourself. Um, even yesterday on a bike ride, I didn't pace myself the right way, and, and uh, this Peloton passed me. I was all prideful because I had passed them, and next thing you know, they're passing me. Talk about pacing. Well, I'll just share a story about if you're not careful, pacing can take you out. And again, back to this whole CD Ironman theme, which is this is an Ironman. And if we go too fast, we're not going to make it. We're all going to be forced to finish. The question is, are you going to implode you and your greatness in the process because you decided to go so fast? So I'm at Ironman USA, Lake Placid, New York. I'm on my bike. I'm having the best race of my life. I'm flying down these hills. It's magic there. I'm going 57 miles an hour on my bike. I'm tucked in. And I remember the conversation, like it was a minute ago, I was like, you're right in your sweet spot, no quicker, but you can stay right here. And as I was down, I kid you not, all of a sudden I heard something off my left shoulder. And I was like, is that, a, is that another athlete? And an athlete came by me, not even really slow. I was pegging him at like 63, 64 miles an hour. He went by me and I looked at him, I glanced at him and he had the look of like, oh crap. I like, I think I've, I've been too late. You know that look on someone where it's like, maybe when we're younger, we have some we have the memories, we'll skip on that. But anyway, long story short, I looked at him, he gave me this look, and I was thinking, have you lost your mind? You want 57 miles an hour on a bike. And, and as soon as he got in front of me, Todd, in, in team here, he, he panicked a little bit, and he gave a little jolt. And the second he did that, his bike went like that a little bit. And when you're going 63, 64 miles an hour down a mountain, and as soon as he did that, he, he clamped his right brake, and then I quickly moved left, and then I, he started fishtailing, and then he jacked his left brake, which is front tire, and he actually went over the guardrail into the woods. The crazy thing is he didn't die. Obviously, his race was over. He broke a bunch of bones and got really – but yeah. witness that real time. What can happen if, if you don't pull back when your voice – because our voices are brilliant, that inner voice that says, like, Hey, Todd, we're going a little quick here. We can't do 30 applications a week. The underwriter, I know you just sent her flowers, but she's honestly losing her mind. Let's pull back a little bit, go on a quality play here for a couple weeks, let this thing materialize, then we'll keep executing. That is key as far as pacing. And the beauty of it, too, in, in the middle of the CD Ironman is we get to slow down. Yeah. I won't get into it for time's sake, but my first Ironman, I wore a camelback on the bike, which is like – like, no but I pulled over at one point and handed it to the people at the water stop. I was like, can you fill this up? And they definitely looked at me like, is this guy serious? And they filled my thing up. It was 100 ounces. I get back on my bike. But I was pacing. It was what I thought I needed then. And so that everyone listening right now, you won't be remembered for what happened in the swim or the bike of the CBR man. You'll remember what you look like finishing, 
What did your family look like? What was your vibe? Were you in a state of optimism still? Were you proud of how you showed up when you were getting absolutely trashed during this thing? That's really what we're after. And right now, we have a clean slate. No one's going, well, what was Todd doing four weeks ago? What is Jonathan doing? They don't care. You're going to be too busy executing to get to the finish line. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Well, there's a couple of things that I think are really important here to everybody watching. We try to to really unveil just a couple quick hits here. And Jonathan has mentioned to choose to listen to your positive voice, focus on your controllables, make sure you maintain your pace. Um, Jonathan, I know you have a program called Peak Lock-In. Talk a little bit about that and how can people take advantage of that? Yeah, it's a, it's a coaching program and it's really about optimizing how you show up for life personally and professionally. So I'm blessed. I coach CEOs, CFOs, a lot of people in the mortgage space, professional athletes. It's what are the habits that fuel personal excellence and how do you stay accountable? Just no different than you guys are doing with high trust coaching. Yeah. And it's a proven system to lead to people showing up as their best selves and controlling that inner dialogue so they can win in the marketplace, regardless of whether they're a rock star mom who's home with the kids, mortgage professional, CEO, professional athlete. It almost doesn't matter. The principles are the same when it comes to personal excellence. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, all right, guys. So uh, what I want to tell you is today is your day to choose positivity. Um, we are excited that Jonathan has been such a part of our sales mastery culture over the last five years, and we'll continue to uh, hope for his impact in your life. And if you've never, ever worked with him, you don't even have to be in his presence to feel his presence. Jonathan, it's always good to have you and uh, excited about our call today. Thank you for that. And then reminding everybody this Thursday, we have a interview. We're going to interview Peak Performance Branch Manager, Chris Hallows with Wallach and Volk. And we are going to interview simultaneously Logan Martini with Benchmark. And Logan is just a positive force of energy and a super, super, uh, professional mortgage banker. And then next week, we've got two real estate agents that are going to blow your mind. So Jonathan, peace out. Thank you for everything and uh, wish you a great day, my friend. Todd, can I mention one more thing as we finish up? Yes. Real quick. To, Real quick. Everyone, to everyone watching, be ready to carry people to the finish line because some of your friends, some of your family, some of your team members, they're going to be sitting on a curb. They are not going to be able to take another step. So yeah. as you coach right now, and you think in terms of peak performance, be ready to honestly walk up to someone and say, tap them on the shoulder and say, do you want me to carry you? I know I can carry you. And if you do that, they will remember you for the rest of their lives. And more importantly, they will finish strong with you.